if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hire this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going to Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did Hello and welcome to Sunday Funday with Marcella Alonzo. Today, my guest is Rick Diaz. Thank you so much, Rick, for coming on today. I'm so glad I got a hold of you. I stopped you a little bit on social media. I couldn't help Good, it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't help it, but I'm very curious about... Uh, your your beginnings with comedy because you're an excellent stand-up um comic i discovered you of course on kill tony like i've discovered a couple other comics before great podcast but um i want to know what brought you to first stand-up comedy the very very beginning well the very beginning uh up until like one year ago i was living in thailand mm-hmm. in uh, bangkok and i wanted at some point a few years ago i wanted to go see some comedy to because I love, I'm a, I've been a, a lover of stand-up for a long time, since I'm a kid. And I wanted to go see comedy, and I saw that the club that was next to my house was having a, a workshop, like, a, you know, introduction to stand-up comedy workshop. And I thought, well, it could be a good occasion to do something new and uh, maybe meet some people, make friends. And I did meet people, and I did make friends, but I also got hooked on stand-up comedy. Oh, so you just started a year ago, stand-up no, no, no. I started. I, I came back from Thailand a year ago, but I, okay. I did the workshop. I did the workshop four years ago. Four years ago. Okay, four yeah, years. It's been ago. four years now. Yeah. Wow. That is, you. You've been when you were a child. Who was uh, some of the comics that you used to listen to when you were a young, young child? I mean, a young, young child. I wasn't very. Uh, I wasn't watching TV in English that much because I was growing mm-hmm. up in Europe. Um, but when I was like a, an early teen, I, I, I would watch French comedy, French comedians on French TV, and Spanish comedians on Spanish TV. It wouldn't be mm-hmm. stand up in the same format that you would hear it in the States. But it would still be like one man shows and one man performances. Um, but, the, but some of the first comedy that was exposed to, I guess, was um, uh, through Saturday Night Live at some point. And uh, I guess uh, the, the earliest memory I have of seeing stand up were. Eddie Murphy and Louis Black. Mm, yeah, I have memories of Eddie Murphy when I was young on, on HBO. Yeah. And then I always uh, grew up loving, I do love sketch comedy and I've always loved Saturday Night Live. Yes. So so that had great, great impressions. So you just happened, now tell me about this trip that you just made to Austin. This was just a holiday. You were like, not really, it was more of a vacation or... Because this is a crazy uh, story. 
for me. It wasn't just a vacation. I was, I wanted, I was, I've been doing comedy here now in Belgium uh, since I got here. I, I mm -hmm. perform regularly. I perform on average daily. Um, the scene is not as big here as in, as it is, as it is in Austin, but you can still perform almost every day. Mm -hmm. And I thought I want, well, I'm doing this American art form. I'm doing stand up. I'd like to see what my stand up is worth in the US, you know? So I was like, okay, like I had, I wanted to go do comedy in America. I wanted to take my, I have, I have a day job, so I would have to use my holidays to do that. And I thought, well, where, where could I go? If I go to New York or LA, they're going to ask me to pay to do open mics. Um, so what can I do? And I was looking, the scene was growing in Austin. It was a mothership had opened. There was a lot of buzz around Austin. So it's been like, you know, if you open YouTube, you see Austin comedians nonstop. So I thought, well, this looks like a, like a welcoming up and coming scene. And I had been to Texas for tourism a few years ago, and I loved Texas. I had fun. Like, I thought it was a great place with good food and everything. Mm -hmm. And I thought, let me go there. If it doesn't work out, I can still travel around the U.S., do a road trip or something. And if it works out, then let's see. Yeah. Wow. So you did your research. You were smart. Oh, I had, I had researched the whole thing. I had been contacting clubs and, and um, showrunners for, for, like, a couple of months prior to coming. But I had only managed to book maybe a couple of shows. Mm -hmm. I had a list of all the open mics with uh, all the schedules and all the venues. I had flooded <laughs> everything on Google Maps to see where should, where should, what I should rent my Airbnb, how to try, like which clubs were next to each other so I could have efficient evenings and everything like that. But I'll say this, like when I got to Austin, this, the guy that booked me on my first show, he saw my Instagram and he liked me. So he booked me. Was a, he's a regular at Mothership in Austin. He's a Francisco Rincon. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he, he, he took me a little bit under his wing. He took me from mic to mic in the first couple of days that I was there, just showing me around, just being really nice. And, uh, and then so I, I landed on a Saturday and on Monday I registered for Kiltonia and I got pulled out of the bucket. Wow, in two days. <laughs> in two days, yeah. So I was wow. expecting to just have a rough time of doing open mics and uh, just meeting people and, and just working the scene bit, bit by bit. And then I just got a huge... Uh, on the second day on yeah. the second day that is just that is crazy to me because I um I live here in New York yeah and I see comics like busting their ass <laughs> and, and oh, you yeah. were, you've made a very smart decision because you by researching ahead of time a lot of people aren't too bright to do that to go look ahead of time to research to be like okay is this cost effective or not and you I mean, I've lost a huge amount of money for now. That's right. it. Austin is expensive. Airbnbs are expensive. Car rental yeah. was expensive. The flights were expensive. But I gambled and I guess I won the lottery, you know. So let's see. I, down the line, I'm going to make that money back, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, no, you certainly are. You certainly are, yeah. I think. So, Um Wow. I wouldn't that... be on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be on my podcast. That's the part that I love. I'm so glad I got you on though. Cause sometimes I feel like yeah. with Celia, I was chasing her. I was like, I was like, come on. <laughs> and I was like, gosh, I've never had a chase a comic so bad. <laughs> She's been busy. She's been busy. Like I met her. Uh, I've done even a podcast with her and she, and I, we, we've hung out away at, at green rooms and all that a little bit. And she, she's, she's <laughs> lovely, but she's, she got so busy out of her Kiltonia appearance. It was been incredible for her. Yeah. Well. And you've had multiple appearances. Yes. 
multiple. That's just, that's just fantastic. I love this drive and I love this motivation. And I think if anybody out there is like, you know, they want to do something, they should they should kind of follow what you did is you took a moment and you researched instead of just gone there on a whim and tried it. I was lucky. Yeah. I was lucky. Like, uh, so during that trip, I stayed there for five weeks and one of my uh, comedian friends from Thailand actually came because he's a half Thai, half American and his family lives in Chicago. And I told him, well, I'm going to be in Austin. Why don't you join me? His name is Chris Ralph Eisen at Bangkok uh-huh. comic. If you look for him online, He's hilarious. He's been doing comedy for six years, right? In Southeast Asia. And he stayed with me for three weeks. He didn't get the bucket pool. So uh-huh. we came in prepared. We, we did our research. We, we, we're, we, we're, you know, we're prepared comedians. We have material. We're working hard. We're grinding. Right. But you do end up needing that guy to just pull your name out of the and bucket. And that's the, because that's the, isn't it a couple hundred people that put their name in the list? Yeah, like 100 to 200. It was so depressing, to be honest. When I was queuing for it the first day, I was like, oh, my God, this makes no sense. Everybody's desperate. Everybody's just waiting for that opportunity. On the other hand, it's beautiful because it is depressing because you're surrounded by so many desperate comics. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the opportunity exists in Austin. In other cities, you don't even get to have that shot. So the fact right. that Kill Tony's based there, I think it's a huge deal. I love the concept of his show too, because you do have, it's, you do have like that luck and then you do get to see people. It's like going to an open mic live without wasting any, because you could see it from the comforts of your home. And now every week I've been, uh, I put it on and I get excited, but uh, what kills me, I get kind of mad though, when I see people that come in there that aren't prepared, that just do it for that. Cause I'm like, darn, you're wasting a comic's time. You know what I mean? It was funny. Like you. Yeah. yeah. It, is, it is. On the one hand, I feel like they're wasting comedians' time. On the other hand, they, they make the show interesting and they, and they, give, they make good comics look even better. The, the last, last week, uh, in the episode that came out uh, last week... Uh, With Adam Ray? This, uh, yeah, in the Adam Ray one, there was this, uh, this lady that said the N-word right before I oh, went Oh, yes, stage. yes, yeah. And I was, I was behind the curtain... That, that her whole set because right? I was waiting and just uh, I was just getting ready and and she just kept going on but she provided so much drama because every answer she gave it was worse and worse and more ridiculous and more outlandish because also like Tony had the skills to like fry information out of her but instead of cutting it short he just like dug in mm-hmm. so that was kind of incredible but she, I think because of her at least one or two bucket pulls never got out but it made the show though Right, but she took at least ten minutes out of the show because of that. Yeah, I I don't know. But, I, yeah. I kind of feel for those comics out there that because I know the um, as being another fellow creative, you're always yes. pushing, you're working hard, and everything. But you're right; it does make the show at the same time. But it can be a way. You know what I'm saying? It, it could be. It makes the show, but then it could be a waste for other comics. But I feel for the creative person that's like you that really put their heart I feel for them too but I guess if I was in 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 the producer role you know there's comedians you know you're gonna have the next week you care a little less you just want a good show on that show on that day yeah and you want to make it as good as possible so the fact that there's drama then that's you know that's something that's gonna be clipped talked about it's gonna make a buzz oh yeah and I already see because I'm in the um the Kill Tony Facebook group which I see you are a lot on too 
And uh, well, I, I read. I, I I had a friend invite me, uh, Chris, uh-huh. the guy from panels. Like, let me let me get in that group so at least I see what people are saying about me. They love you. Uh, well, Everybody. I mean, so far. <laughs> so far, you're so off. You're yeah, so let's see. Yeah. They love you, and they love uh, Celia, yeah. too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they they do love you. But that group is, it's interesting. I love kind of going into those groups and not making appearance sometimes, because yeah. I do like reading the comments, but I see how, uh, yeah, it, it's a little community over there. Well, I mean, for me, it was something new. So, yeah. like, I thought I should, I should, because, like, I had very few followers before getting on Kill Tony, and it just multiplied yeah. thanks to this. And I thought, well, I should get involved now at the beginning, like show the community that I actually care and that I'm present. Mm-hmm. I don't think in the long run I can, I can, I can take it because it's just so many notifications on my phone. <laughs> but it's been fun to be part of it and to see, like, even, even when it's not good things or where people are trolling a little bit, I think it's still relevant to have a, an idea of where people are and what I'm doing and how to like, to navigate this new world and yeah and see where it takes me yeah no no you're right you're right now i have a question for you about your trip to what do you be honest uh what do you think about americans uh so i mean i've i've traveled to the us a lot since i'm a, a teenager lot. right oh, okay. I've, I've visited 27 states now okay oh wow 27 states yeah, I haven't done the middle because I'm sorry about the middle, guys, but you're on my bucket list. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll get there. Um, but but I think they're great people. There's just a very welcoming culture, mm-hmm. great decadent food. Um, people are more educated than we give them credit for. Oh, people nice. can also be way less educated than we imagine they would be. So you have uh-huh. both things. Not all Americans are stupid. That's a very, mm-hmm. that's, and not all Americans are just, uh, you know, either just radical Trump supporters or whatever they are. I'm not, and I'm not saying you cannot be a Trump supporter if you, if that's close your boat, but right. people are not mindless. People are educated. A lot of people have gone to really good schools. Yeah. And, and, the, and it's a huge population made out of, made composed of a huge portion of immigrants who also like bring in influences and education from abroad. So I think it's a nice mix of cultures. It's easy to travel through it. It's easy to move around. There is opportunity, but there is uh, surprising disparity in uh, wealth in the u.s surprising disparity uh, okay i know what you're talking yeah like people that are struggling are really left behind and that's a bit sad to see yeah yeah certain places you're right about that yeah because it it happens everywhere in the world but Mm -hmm. you know for but america boasts about being the best nation on this Mm -hmm. planet so i think for a nation that's so proud of being so great they should do a little more about that beyond that you know Um, i love america Oh, good. Well, hopefully you'll yeah. be touring all throughout the United States. Do you notice a different, um, now you've been to New York and you've been to LA, I assume, or no? Yeah, yeah I've been to both, yes. Have you noticed a difference between the East Coast and the West Coast of the United States? Have you yes, noticed? 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, they're very different places. I would say if you, if I mean, East Coast, West Coast, that's a bigger debate. New York, LA is a different debate. Uh-huh. New York is definitely a very intense city where people, the moment they get out of the house, they have a purpose and they're 
walking towards that purpose and they're in a rush to fulfill that purpose. And don't you get in their way, you know, like that's New York, but it is amazing. And it's a beautiful, beautiful city. LA is kind of a ugly city. It's got, it's got, it's by the beach. That's nice. The palm trees are nice, but the buildings are all new constructions, mostly low rise without much identity. Mm-hmm. The distances are huge. It's not convenient. The traffic is bad. Oh, but yeah. people are a little more chill, though. People are more relaxed than in New York. The average person. I'm not right. talking about people in the industry or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, what you said is absolutely because I live in New York and it's like somebody will be on the phone like this, like that, yeah. and they'll be right in front of me. I'll be like, both. <laughs> yeah, I'm not when surprised. I, when I do leave, when you do leave, and because the weather is crazy, like all the time, like you're like, you just want to hurry up and get to where you go, exactly what you said, and then get home. Where in LA, it's you've got more when you're driving, you've got this beautiful scenic route. Like, yeah. yeah. So you, you described it well. You described it very, very well. Um, so when's your next trip to, back to the States? Are you planning that or how's that go? What's your. Uh, my next trip is planned uh, for probably the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Most likely. And I don't know, probably a short trip, mm-hmm. not a long extended touring trip. Um, but uh, I would say depending on New Year's and um, depending on my next trip there, I'll see how things go, what doors are open, and then I'll see with my job as well what middle ground I can reach with them, which I think there is room to for me to talk to them. Right. To see if I can I can take like extended leave and then maybe come on tour for a bit. Yeah, that that's that's a hard thing for comics especially in the beginning is trying yeah. to maintain especially for a creative maintaining your income to try getting you to support yeah, what you want to do it's it's like a very hard difficult balance no but i think i have i have uh there's there's potential avenues for me to be able to come to the u.s with a with a pre-programmed tour to an extent mm-hmm. so that i can guarantee a certain amount of income but uh for me to have that income then i would also be have to have the kind of visa that would allow me to make an income in the u.s mm. okay yeah so I, 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 I wouldn't even though you, I could come for the U.S. to the U.S. for thirty days, for ninety days on a tourist visa, but then I'm not allowed to make any real money. You know? mm. So That's you have to. Um, yeah. I know there. I know what visa you're talking about because I interviewed a Canadian um, yeah. comic, and he got that particular visa. That's what you're talking. So about. that takes some negotiation. That it has a cost. So there's a whole thing behind it that would take time to sort out. But I don't want to figure that out until I'm sure it's worth it. So right now I'm not thinking about that. Right now I'm thinking about a few shows I have ahead that matter to me. And mm-hmm. then once all of that goes forward, then I'll definitely be looking at those options. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Europe, you perform mostly in Belgium and any other countries do you perform or? Yeah, I perform mostly in Belgium because I'm based here. So all around the country, the, the closest one that I would travel out would be the Netherlands. It's just North. And mm-hmm. there I can perform in English. There's a few good clubs in uh, in Rotterdam. Mm-hmm. And in Amsterdam, it's a bit far um, by European standards, not by American standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still three hours. And most good shows are on weekdays, which means it's hard for me to arrive after work before the show starts. It's really, and then I would have to, it's, it, the timing is a bit bad for me for uh. weekdays. 
And on weekends, the shows are not the good. There's they don't have really good shows happening. It's mostly on during the week. And I, I there's Paris, there's London. You know, it's, uh, I'm I'm gonna go to Spain. I'm gonna go to Madrid in November. I'm, I'm oh. working that out with a with a with a friend. Uh, I interviewed Carmen Lynch, and she yeah. goes to Spain a lot. Okay. I'll, I'll introduce you through to through um, IG because she tours a lot over there. So she does a lot of different shows. Yeah, she's a comic out of New York that I interviewed not too long ago. Very nice woman. Very good comic. Too. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge uh, English population living in Spain. But, oh, there uh, is. Yeah, yeah, because the, the a lot of British people live in Spain, especially around the coast. So mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, the, there are crowds that would go watch comedy in English. But my interest in Spain is comedy in Spanish more than it is in English. I haven't had the opportunity of going there very often. So far, I've only been there twice. Mm-hmm. But I'd like, now that I'm, my, my, my profile is growing a little bit, I'd like to take that opportunity and then just go back and then do more comedy in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you blew up. <laughs> I mean, blew up. It, it's all, you know, dep- like, compared to where I was, I've blown up. But compared to where I'd like to be, I'm still really far away, you know? Right, right, right. And you're, and you're so humble. I love it because you're so very right. humble for uh, such a great attitude, too. I don't know that I'm humble, but I am pragmatic. Like, yeah. I know where I am. Like, I, there's no point in me believing I'm more than what I am. But uh-huh. for where I am, I'm not that humble. <laughs> <laughs> right. It depends who you talk to. Yeah. yeah. No, you, no, you seem humble and you seem very logical. And not, mm-hmm. uh, I, there was a time where the reason I love interviewing stand-up comics is because of the whole process of that they have to write and the work they have to do. Oh, yeah. So there's a certain characteristic that I admire from stand-up comedians. Um, but when I interview people that are like these, in the past, when I've interviewed somebody that just went viral for something, it kind of like they had no real sense of the, the art form or the talent. It was just, it would, you, you know what I'm saying? Like they're just hoping to constantly go viral, but you seem very logical and, um, grounded, which is good, which well, t- tells me, that there's going to be longevity with your career. I hope so. I mean, so far, my numbers have increased on Instagram, but mm-hmm. nothing has gone really viral, if you think about it. Like, like I have nothing that has a million views, for example, whereas a right. lot of people will have oh, some little dancing video, and they do, you know? They just blow right, right, up right. and they go viral. So it's right. just like a lot of content that I have, and it's just I, I feel like I've earned every follower I have. You have. And, you have. Um and also, I feel like maybe, like you can. The thing with com- stand-up comedy is you write and you write and you write, and no matter how many followers you have, you're just one show away of bombing, just ruthlessly bombing, and the crowd remind you, we don't care how many followers you have, you were not funny tonight. So there's you're immediately brought back to reality, whether you want it or not. Like there's always going to be a crowd just waiting for you to remind you that you better work on your jokes. You can't rely on popularity at all. Yeah, like what they did with Hans Kim, like he did the the other. Remember that last episode with Adam Ray? Yeah. He was it that, but he they kept him on, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, you, you know? don't just fire a guy, and he's right, right, right. Two, he he's worked extremely hard. Also, one thing I was thinking about him is. They put him on at the beginning of every show. So he is the one cold opening every single show. Yeah. Whereas other comedians that come in later have a warmer audience. So he has yeah. to bring in not only a new minute, 
and it has to be new. He that he so he it's new jokes since from that he has never said on Kill Tony, and he's done so many appearances on Kill Tony that he's probably exhausted his you know his backlog of material. So it is actually new material, and he has to do a cold open every week. It's incredibly hard. Like it is yeah. incredibly hard. It was weak. But... Yeah, this that was last week. It was weak, but you're right. You're right. He does. It's kind of like he does do, need the seniority because of the fact that coming up with that new material every week in one minute yeah. is hard. Yeah. One minute, but exactly. Is but a lot of people, the the crowd, are saying, "Well, this guy should challenge hands. We would like to have this guy instead of hands." Would they really be that good for that long? Like, would they have the stamina to keep going on there, do a cold open in the first spot? every week with a new minute every week for how long until the crowd gets tired of them yeah so i feel like hans has got to have an incredible run on the show incredible run yeah and his life has changed quite a bit uh speaking of material where do you get find you get uh your best material from you say your uh i guess my my material comes from either life experience Mm-hmm. Just uh, just <laughs> stuff that has happened or happens to me, and from YouTube, and from just just watching YouTube, yeah. watching different stuff like that. Yeah, I like I love I love to watch uh, content on specific topics that interest me, and then if I hear the right word or the right phrase, I can react to that and feel like, well, I have something to say about this. Because it's like I'm having a conversation with myself when I'm watching YouTube. Like maybe I can't bounce off ideas with my friends on certain topics, mm-hmm. but on YouTube I can just listen to certain content and be like, okay, that's a topic that interests me. What can I do with that? That's a topic that interests me. What can I do with that? Yeah. Mm, impressive. Very good. <laughs> I mean, so, so people put out amazing content on YouTube. Yeah. No, you know what? Lately, because there's yeah. been a SAG strike, I haven't been watching any TV. So. I've been yeah. prim- primarily watching YouTube myself and different people or different things. And uh, I enjoy, I, yeah, I'm, I'm more not like, watching comedy. Yeah. I'm not, not watching, watching comedy? any comedy. No, no. I don't want to feel like I'm bouncing my ideas off of another comedian, but I'm watching serious stuff on topics that wow. really, like, fuel me. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, it, it maybe triggers a memory in my head. Maybe, you know, like just, yeah. Wow. Wow. So you're just watching. I watch comedy, I- but not to write. Oh, okay. I like, I like watching, it's a, for me, um, lately, cause like there's no shows or nothing, cause they've had this writer strike. They've had this tag strike for so long, but I've just, I have watched a lot of different podcasts, uh, that's more for research, but, uh, sometimes I'm watching commentary like on, uh, different news things and then I'll switch it up. So my algorithm's just crazy with stuff on YouTube. Yeah. I have have several accounts to make sure my algo stays. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's, no, there's, there's, there are a few things like if i want to search for like pop culture mm-hmm. i'll switch to my other account so that i don't get that in my normal feed because then it's just gonna blow up with like you know like uh entertainment tonight or whatever like just stuff i don't want to have in my everyday mm-hmm. but i can still search for it on a different account so you got one for news one for entertainment and then one for whatever so, yeah, roughly, yeah. Roughly. This way you can keep your algos kind of like constant. Okay, if I oh, want to watch this content, I'll go here, yeah. Oh, that's smart. I just don't have time for 
I have like two different podcasts and a whole bunch of, I wish I had that much time, but uh, usually like after I take my edible at night to go to sleep, I just put something on and then I like zone out. And then, uh, cause I write too. And then sometimes if I have a good idea, that's the moment yeah. it'll hit me. <laughs> Writing and stuff. So, well, gosh, you're, you're so interesting, uh, Rick. And uh, I love the way you are so humble, even though you don't realize it. You're, I don't know. Maybe people see me next week, uh, this coming Monday on Kill Tony and they think I'm less humble. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> But sure. So, so when you were in Austin, were a lot of people recognizing yeah. you in different uh, after that episode, the first episode? Yeah, it was weird. The first time people recognized, oh, not the first time, but like the first time that many people recognized me in the street. Yeah, that, that's been really weird and fun. Where was uh, your favorite place to perform when you were in Austin? Oh, good question. Um, I mean, I guess Mothership, <laughs> just because. It was Kill Tony and it was amazing. I did the mm-hmm. small room as well. That was really nice. It's a very beautiful room. And it's very, it's, the, the, the acoustics in Mothership are amazing. So yeah, the laugh, the laugh return is really loud. And your voice doesn't have any echo. So like the sound quality in Mothership is just the best I've ever seen in my life or heard in my life. Wow. In terms of fav- but in terms of favorite room, I guess I've done, I think the only one I didn't do was Cap City. The... Mm-hmm. Some of the most beautiful ones were like the like I mean Vulcan is really beautiful and like like theatrical with all like metal looking walls. Uh, uh, Spider House was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the Creek and the Cave is just this old spot that means a lot to so many comedians. It was kind of cool to be able to perform there as well. Um, I don't want to forget anyone, but <laughs> I, it's just it's just every room feels special because they have a different backstory. You know, I'm just like. Even some weird, like, NAR bar has an open mic, but that bar is completely ridiculous. And so, like, arcade games, and you have to, you have to, while you're doing your open mic, you're listening to people playing arcade games. <laughs> and so it's like this back. bizarre, yeah, and it's just interrupting you and your flow and your thinking. But at the same time, it's so stupid that it's kind of fun. Wow. I don't know. There's no, there are bad rooms, but any professionally run room has good people working for it, good people working at the bar. Everybody's welcoming. I care more about the people and how I'm treated than the actual quality of the room, I'd say. Mm, good. Now, what city yeah. are you looking for in the States that you would like to go and work and get booked at? I mean, as a foreigner who was always looking at stand-up from abroad, of course, it's New York and L.A., uh-huh. but I know there's hundreds of great clubs all across the u.s right so it's not i'd love to go back to anywhere but right, right. yeah I have, I have a fixation on the comedy cellar and, and the store in la so if at some point i can do any of those two rooms then i'll have like those, those are bucket list things for me you you have to tell me yeah. if you do ever do come to new york so i come and see you so oh for sure I'd if i get booked in go. new york i'll let everybody know <laughs> yeah i'll be right there yeah. cheering for you <laughs> Please come. Be I'll great. wear a shirt. It's going to have your head. It's going to say Rick Diaz. And then I'm going to flash you in the middle of uh, in, in, in your performance. 
Like, uh, it's okay. I think okay. I think I'll be able to handle it. You'll be I able to then. handle it. Uh, I wanted to see yeah. what you would say because you've been such a gentleman. <laughs> Sometimes I'll sexually harass men just like when they're behaving too much yeah. and see how they. But uh, no, I will wear a shirt. I'll say Rick Diaz, and I'll I'll come in with signs and stuff, a whole entourage. I would discourage sexual harassment in the in the comedy scene in general, <laughs> but in your case, I'll make an exception. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, feel free to bring your entourage. And I'll bring an entourage. Yeah, 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 we'll great. bring some ladies. They'll be dancing around. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Did you have you been to an American strip club yet? Uh, have I? No, that's something no. I didn't do in Austin. No. What a shame! Nobody took you to a strip club. No. That's a shame. That's a, they, it's they okay. I, I saved money. Let me go. Let me get back in there that I have money. <laughs> <laughs> you saved yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's, no. It's, it's, I think American strip clubs, uh, from what I hear, can be expensive quite fast. Yes, yes, yes. No, I just was teasing you because you've been such a oh, gentleman. I, I wanted to just uh, pop your cherry. No. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Like My cherry's being popped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love no it problem. of the American strip clubs. No, that you think that would be that would be something kind of fun and cool to. Uh, I went, I went to a marriage to a, to a, to a, to a wedding in Florida years ago, uh-huh. and I was there for the bachelor party, and I was like, okay, great, we're gonna go to a strip club, and we didn't, and this was, the, and me and every other guy that went in from Europe were like, this is the most disappointing. Really. <laughs> Bachelor, I've ever been to in my entire life. What is this? We came here for that, roughly. I mean, the wedding right, is right. nice. Where sure, do they have like, the Where a... do they have the bachelor party at? I don't know. We went to a steakhouse and we played golf. It was nice. Ew. It was lovely, but it yeah, was yeah. like, where's the rest of the party? But I think they didn't. What part of? Wait, wait a minute. What city in in um, Florida was it? Naples. Oh, they they don't have. I think it's Miami where they have the good strip clubs at. Oh, I'm sure it's Miami, but I'm sure there's something near Naples or in Naples. I'm sure there's not nothing, you know. And you're like these Americans, we Europeans, we know how to have fun. Like, well, I mean, I mean, in Europe in general, we also do know how to have fun. That's why Americans are surprised when they come to Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we don't finish our parties at one a.m. You know what I mean? Like, Wait, it's the next day. <laughs> yeah, especially in Spain, partying in Spain is a. It's a big deal. Now, what part of Spain are you from? I was born in Madrid. Oh, okay, in Madrid. Okay, I know my, when I did my, like, I told you the Ancestry.com, because, like, uh, uh, they are from uh, Asturias. It begins with an S, Asturias. Asturias. Yes, yeah, that's where my father's side of the family goes, is from. That makes sense. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, I guess they ended up in, because my father's Cuban, my grandmother's Puerto Rican, and then they all landed here, so. Yeah, Asturias is a very, very beautiful region in Spain, but that doesn't have a lot of money. Uh-huh. So there's been a lot of immigrants out of Asturias for several generations. Oh, so they just leave. They have to leave. They have to either go to, to the capital or some like it's hard to make money in Asturias for uh, a lot of people for a long time. Maybe now things are better. I don't know. I haven't been there, and, you know. But for a long time, it was it was a complicated uh, area of Spain to live to make a living. It's beautiful. The food's amazing. Mm-hmm. People are amazing. But if you want to make a living, you have to leave. Like one of my good friends, his parents emigrated out of Asturias here in Belgium. 
Mm. And they made a living here, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. My family just chose Cuba from there. Like, I don't know why. And then Castro took off and then they they came to yeah. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense as well. Yeah. I mean, Cuba must have been really nice. I, I, had, I had people in my family that left to Cuba and Venezuela as well. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. really? Are they out of there now or? Uh, some, like some branches went back to Spain. Some just stayed there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because Venezuela and uh, Cuba, like, they took a a dip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people always, people are so ignorant sometimes. They're like, have you been to Cuba? Like, or do you speak Cuban? And I'm like, I speak Spanish, yes. But, like, they, sometimes (laughs) American people, they don't understand. And then when it was funny, when I lived in, um, I lived in Los Angeles for 10 years. And um, a lot of certain words were so different for the Mac and I had to relearn a different Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. And so yeah. many people thought I was Mexican and they're like, what are you? And I'm like, yo, uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm Spanish, but I'm not, you know, Me- you know, like, oh, yeah. yeah, they, it was, it was, it was a great experience though, being in LA and I love the Mexican community and there's some excellent food, but it was, a, that was like a different culture for me. Um, that was nice. And I love Mexican men. Oh, they're so well, sweet. Well, I mean, I don't have your experience with Mexico. You don't have, no, you don't, you don't. <laughs> what type of sure, woman sure. do you like? What type of woman do you generally like? You mean, uh, I mean, women that are nice to me. Well, all <laughs> like different type of women? No. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I have like, in, like physically, I have a very wide range. Like, mm. yeah, like I'm not, I'm not, you know, they don't have to be short or tall or tall mm-hmm. or. But I end up always ending up with the same kind of people. Like generally, I have I end up generally with brunettes mm-hmm. and then European. Generally, like it is, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I don't really care. It's just I also feel like I attract certain women more than others. Like because mm-hmm. I'm skinny and awkward looking, so I I have a, like people have a like I'm a, I'm a type. Like, you know, like I'm a type, I'm not generically like, I'm not like, a, you know, like, a, like strong, just handsome right. dude that appeals to 90% of women. Yeah. I'm just a very skinny, just weirdo. So mm-hmm. I'm a type. So women that are into me are into me and the rest are not, you know? Yeah. Well, no, I'll be honest. Like those good looking guys, this is why I'll have to say this. I have yeah. to, uh, you know, the really good looking muscular guys that have the perfect face and everything. Mm. They got no personality. They have like no, like guys in the past when I've dated guys that are super good looking, like in excellent shape and their faces or whatever. It's like talking to a wall for, for I women. Mean, they, they, it's, it, they're like, hello. Uh huh. <laughs> and then you say something to them and they're like, ooh, ooh. like, uh, oh. God, I remember one time I dated a guy and he was big and he was muscular and everything, but I was, the personality was just so bad. Like, it was a, yeah. I think the, so, the same applies to women to a certain extent, I guess. You know, like yeah. People, yeah. yeah. If you, yeah. It takes a lot of energy to, to have a great appearance. So that's time that you're not dedicating to cultivate other parts of yourself. Yeah, yeah, no. But for women, I don't know. I like funnier... Yeah. Uh, more per people men with personalities instead of uh yeah that's why a lot of men don't realize like for women like when the guys send pictures it's 
it's kind of irrelevant for me though. Um, oh, yeah. for the personality, you know what I'm saying? Because and th- I've had those experiences where I've dated the good looking jock or whatever, and then oh, yeah. just been bored to tears. Like, when is this over? <laughs> I mean, I used to be very uh, insecure about my body and my appearance mm-hmm. until I realized that it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Somebody's going to like me. I just need to find that person. Yeah. Yeah, and the people that don't like me, they can just I have no They time. can fuck off. They can just yeah. tell them. They can fuck off. Say, fuck you. You don't like me. Fuck off. Yeah. That's what you're I'll give you me. a shot. Hey, like, yeah. I like you. You don't like me? Okay. Next. Like, I don't want to like, <laughs> That's right. That's the Bye. attitude, Rick. Next. Yeah. And then we go Next. to the strip club and get you a lap dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, but those lab dances are are are. Oh, it's know, on the house. Feeling right. empty. Wait till you come to New York. Now, now you're gonna go, like, like oh, home right here, be right at the front, and I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If I come to New York and I go to a strip club, I'll go. If you take me there, I will. I will. We'll find a strip club. We'll find a strip club to sponsor us and take us in there. It will make a video. <laughs> we'll have. Let's time. make great content. <laughs> Yeah, but we have to be, I have to be so careful on YouTube and like I, I lost my TikTok and I was, and I was, I was cooking for Nocha Wena like before Christmas time. I was so mad and I was talking about my food and I lost my TikTok and I said, screw you TikTok. Was it a specific video or a series of them? No, it was just, um, I was talking about like, uh, uh, Nocha went over the day before Christmas, right? Because we over yeah. you you celebrate the day before yeah. Christmas too, right? Right, all of yes. you know the Latinos over here in the states do it. And I was just I was just like dancing, talking about what I was gonna make, and they said sexually explicit content, and I was like, "Damn you, TikTok!" I was just cooking. <laughs> I mean, your your content is always on that line a little bit. Yeah, on the well, you know, you know, so, it, the yeah. problem is I'm a triple E. And yeah. um, I have to downsize the puppies now um, because a lot of people, you, you know what I'm saying? And then, um, you know what? You like, know like not literally, right? You're not going to actually downsize. No, I'm I'm going to downsize my. No, my, don't my, do that. Yeah, you're like, no, don't. <laughs> I got no. my back hurts. My back hurts. No, I I'm mean, really, if your back hurts. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm do, I'm going to be more down because I've had too many issues where like I've lost my TikTok and then. YouTube will sh- like I have to be careful. I have two different podcasts and um I just have to always be careful because of my body shape and all that which my my figure is, is I work out, it is natural but people um you know they'll say stuff like uh oh she has so much plastic surgery and I'm like I really don't have that much plastic surgery. I'm just a curvy you, girl, you know. Do you have a do you have a Patreon? No, I do have a Patreon for this show, and I have some yeah. other some adult stuff too that, but um, that I do well with without barely even mentioning it. So, um, but I just have to, as a woman, and I don't know, like uh, I just still have to be careful with um showing too much of myself, and I always have to like cover up. So it just well, the only thing I would say is if you can avoid going under the knife, just for uh-huh. health reasons, you know, then yeah. find solutions oh, no, around. I, I'm a triple E. I look like a circus freak sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I have no comments on that. Yeah, you have no comments, no complaints too. But no, I will. Yeah. 
yeah like i just it, as i'm getting older you know what i'm saying um for for my back and all that i will be but whatever yeah. feels right for you you do it yeah usually yeah. men are like no don't get rid of them i'll help like that's what they'll say i mean you i need can, help if <laughs> I'm not that strong, so I don't know if I can carry that load for that long. <laughs> Otherwise, I would offer. Oh, you're so sweet, Rick. You're so sweet. Yeah. But I would really love to see you in person perform. I always, um, I, I enjoy doing this podcast and I enjoy watching different comedians. And it's whenever I interview somebody and then I get to see them in person, I get such a great joy out of that. So No, it's a huge difference in person, so... Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I sort of do like, um, I call it like my, um, n bucket list for comedians where I will go on the internet and I'll find people that eventually I want to go see in person when my schedule mm. permits. And I go, uh, like, uh, I scratch them off like a, a bedpost. The, the comedians as I get to see them. Cause I just, yeah, I like enjoy comedy more than any, uh, thing else for entertainment. Stand up comedy. I mean, Well, it's thanks to you that people like me can grow and have an yeah. audience. So, you, know, you, need thank lots, you. you need lots of chuckle fuckers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was, I did a show yesterday and at the end of the show, the host went back on and this, this lady, I couldn't even see her. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who said that, but someone's like, I want to bring him home. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was okay. Okay. Aww. That was a bit scary. It was cute, it was a little but bit also scary. scary A little yeah, bit, yeah. It was like, women, hmm. women, when we know what we want, we can be, we can be intimidating. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Rick, thank you so much um, for coming on to my podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, <laughs> could you let my listeners know where they yep. can find you? Well, the, you can find me on every platform at Sad Man Rick. I hope you can put that in a little caption under it. Sadman Rick, S-A-D-M-A-N-R-I-C. Or if you Google or search Rick Diaz with an E, R-I-C-D-I-E-Z, that'd be great. I, I'm looking forward to have uh, more followers on Instagram in particular because bookers really care about it over here in Europe, at least. I don't know, in the US, I think as well. And I also need uh, to have a good base. So if any Latinos or Spanish people see this podcast and they want to support fellow Spanish-speaking comedians, please give me a little follow. It would really help, in particular, for what's coming for me in a few months' time. I need uh, as large a base as I can to to uh, go ahead with the challenge that's ahead of me. Yes. I'll say that much. Yeah. And my name is Marcella Alonzo. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and IG, all under Marcella Sobella. And also, you can go uh, to MarcellaSobella.com. Check out the whole episode on Patreon. Thank you so much, Rick, for coming on Sunday Funday. Bye. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye-bye.